Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm Joy and I am excited to dig in today and talk about are you raising peacekeepers or peacemakers? So I had an opportunity to preach this week and I am always grateful for that. And I, for several weeks, thought I was preaching on blessing, sending, sending people out and blessing. And so that is what I had had kind of ruminating, right? For several weeks. And then Last week, I um, noticed because our church is going through this book called Liturgy of the Ordinary um, by Tish Harrison Warren. Warren, And I uh, recognized that last week we were on chapter five. And originally, I was under the impression that I was supposed to be um, preaching chapter seven. And so then I was like, oh that's not where we're at. And so I messaged the pastor and he said, no, chapter six. I did not particularly feel excited about doing chapter six because the chapter title of chapter six is fighting with my husband, um, passing the peace and the everyday work of Shalom. But I will say this is probably not one of my gifts. I don't talk a ton about um, being a wife because that is an area where I still need a lot of growth. And um, and I'm I'm pursuing that growth. I'm working on it. God is working in me. The Holy Spirit's working in me. But it is not a place where I feel confident. So. Um, I kind of didn't really talk about that, um, about the, the husband part, but I did talk about the everyday work of Shalom. And I shared this past week, a quote from this chapter that really seemed to resonate with, um, with you guys on social media. And it says, um, this is a little bit longer than what I wrote um, than, than the quote I shared on social media, but it says, the truth is I get along with most people pretty well. When I do have conflict, it is usually with those I love most. The struggle to love thy neighbor is most often tested in my home with my husband and my kids when I'm tired, fearful, discouraged, off my game, or just want to be left alone. Yes, I can so resonate with you. And I know from the feedback on social media that you guys 
understand that. And so as I was thinking about it this week, um, I thought about the job of peacemakers and how in Matthew 5, 9 on the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And I also reflected on my own life and how I sometimes am not a peacemaker, but more of a peacekeeper. A few years ago, I was on a leadership team for MOPS, um, Mothers of Preschoolers. You guys probably know that, but they're changing their name, which is crazy. Um, just cause it's been mops forever, but I totally get it and, um, love that ministry. So, um, I remember in their training a few years, years ago, they talked about peace and peacemakers and that how sometimes peacemakers have to cause some conflict to resolve a deeper conflict. And so I was thinking about that a lot this week. And I was thinking about, um, you know, in the movies and books, um, the hunger games, there are these peacekeepers and I'm sure they're in several other movies as well. Um, these militia guys with big weapons who their job is to keep the peace, but what they're keeping is just a lack of violence. They're keeping people under control. They're keeping, um, people from rioting and, um, they're not solving conflict. They're not getting at the core and it's not real peace. And people in the hunger games are filled with fear and anxiety and, and, um, and just this unfulfilled life and this kind of peace that is just surfacy that's kept by peacekeepers is not the abundant life that God wants for us. God wants us to have more. And so with our own children, with our, our own families and our churches and our neighborhoods and communities, God wants us to be peacemakers where we sometimes have to make some noise, sometimes have to get a little uncomfortable to be able to create true peace like Jesus on the cross. That was a peacemaking move, a move to, to satisfy the wrath of God and bring peace to between us and God. And he got uncomfortable. He sacrificed. He was in pain and um, conflict within himself, even of not my will, but your will be done. And it was the joy set before him was this beautiful reconciliation of us with God. And we are called to be peacemakers as well, to sometimes stir things up, to, to really get at the heart of the issue. And this happens so often in our homes. Now, 
there are definitely times when we need to be peacemaker or peacekeepers um, and avoid drama. Um, and I think that's where this Roman 12 18 verse comes in if it is possible as far as it depends on you to live at peace with everyone there are times when what depends on you um is just to keep peace because there's not going to be the resolution that you would like so um yeah and and i think it's important though that we also teach our children to be peace makers and not just peace keepers. Um, we can teach them both skills, but it takes a lot of discernment to know when to be an actual peace keeper and when to be a peacemaker. But within our families, with um, with our children, with them and their friends, um, people that you are in relationship with and you want to to continue the relationship, these are the people that it is worth the effort to make true peace, true shalom, um, which in this book, um, Tish Warren Harrison, Tish Harrison Warren calls God's all consuming, all redeeming peace. It's this full, full completeness um, is shalom. And so that is what we can do. Um, we can help our children to be peacemakers by using everyday moments of conflict. In Connected Families, we talk about uh, the peace process. So the peace process is taught really thoroughly in the sibling conflict course, which I'll put a link. Um, in the show notes to that course. And it's great. And it's, I think just like four, four sessions. Um, and it's, but this is a four steps in my own words. I'm kind of, I kind of, um, change the words a little bit just to make it mine. Um, not to make it mine, <laughs> but for me, easier for me to remember. Um, and it was really, it was easier it was to make it easier for my kids to remember, honestly, is what it comes from. So um, here are the four steps. Real simple. Um, first, everybody calm. We need to have our thinking brains working. The thinking is our frontal part of the brain. And when emotions are big, um, like in conflict, that thinking part of the brain is not on. So you need to take the time to truly help everyone be calm so that you can help make those thinking brains come back online. Then we want everybody heard and understood. We don't want to just be listening for, um, to like build our case, but actually listening to what the other person is saying. We want to make sure everybody actually feels heard, not just is listened to, but feels heard. Okay. Then three, everybody needs to agree on a resolution. It doesn't mean everybody gets what they want because that's not possible often, but everybody needs to either agree to disagree 
or, um, but come to some sort of resolution that brings peace, true peace. And this goes back to everybody feeling heard. Like during problem solving, we need to make sure we're listening to all the ideas. Um, whether you know they're not going to work from the time a kid even starts it, still listen to the idea, write them all down, work through it, um, and let them realize that, hey, maybe everybody just not doing any chores forever is not a great resolution, right? Um, so working together to come to a resolution that everybody agrees on. And then finally, everybody celebrates. Celebration is an incredible um, way to end it because it restores relationships when you celebrate together. It helps your children's brains to remember the happy part of that. And so it reconnects their um, their relationships, but also kind of protects their brains and their memories from the hard parts. And then it also um, creates and strengthens new neural pathways with this celebration to make the work, the hard work of peacemaking, um, something that your children want to remember and want to do again, because they ended it in celebration. They ended it with fun and joy and a good feeling. And so we want to do that again. So it also, this process helps get your kids out of the, um, gets us as parents and our kids out of the teaching our kids just to say sorry. And your kids say this like inauthentic, sorry, you know, like that doesn't really express what they're truly feeling, but they know they're supposed to say sorry. Um, so that is those four steps. And I don't think that my teaching my kids the peace process or you teaching your kids the peace process is going to change the entire world and all the conflict that is in the world. I do think it will change your home. I do think it will change your children. It will um, put little divots in the conflict of the world. Um, there's a Mother Teresa quote that says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. This woman who had this huge ministry around the world um, or known all over the world of loving people in big ways, um, speaking to the injustices, serving big, making big impact said, go home and love your family. That, that I can do, right? I can go home and love my family. I don't know that I can be mother Teresa. I can't, I, I know I can't be her. And I know I'm not called to do the things that she did but I can go home and love my family. I can work towards peace and bringing just a little bit more of Jesus's peace in my home. And I also can work myself in 
recognizing that even when my kids are in conflict, even when there is stress and um, trouble in my house, that in Christ, I can still have peace. It's not an either or thing that I have to wait. Um, in John 16, 33, you, you've probably heard these verses. Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus knows we're going to have trouble, but we can have trouble and peace at the same time. And we can help equip our kids to do the same, to have the peace of Christ, even when there is trouble in the world, even when there is trouble in our home, even when we're involved in this trouble. So um, this week, as you love and play with your kids and disciple them and discipline them, Think about, are you raising peacemakers or peacekeepers? Are you being a peacemaker or a peacekeeper? On behalf of God, thank you for loving God's kids and playing with them. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.